0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال قال المصنف أبي إسحاق الالبيري رحمه الله لا يقبح بالفتا فعل التصابي وأقبح منه شيء قد تفته
1: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi We're in the manzuma of Abu Ishaq al-ilbiri On the importance of talabul Seeking knowledge And living a righteous life At this point he says Rahimahullah La yaqbuhu bil You remember last time We reached a point where Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri says to the person he is advising, You say to me, Ya Nasuhi. You say to me, O ye that is giving me advice, what about you? So we are still at this point where Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri is telling this young man to say these things to him as well. So he continues, he says, لَا يَقُبُحُ بِالْفَتَىٰ It's a bad thing for a young man, a Shab, someone in his late teens or twenties or early thirties, فِعْلُ tasabi To do things which are done by young people, by infants. If you found someone who is 23 years old or 25 years old, playing with toys, for example. He buys a toy and begins to drive it outside. You would think, this, this boy is not normal because at his age he's not supposed to be doing such things because these are the actions of younger people, those who are 8, 9, 10 years old, but we don't expect it from someone who is 25, And 27, he's a sharp young man, but this is not what we expect from him. And everyone knows that. But the surprising thing is, we're not surprised that an elderly man who does things that are supposed to be done by younger men, if a man is 60 years old or 70 years old, we don't expect him to behave like a 25-year-old or a 30-year-old. Because a 25-year-old is a shab, he is a young man. But for someone who is 60 and 65 years old, we expect them to behave differently in the same way that we expect a shab who is 25 years old to behave differently from an infant. So if you see an elderly man who still wants to listen to music, an elderly man who still wants to dance, an elderly man who still fancies some fancy haircuts such as table cut and English cut, you start wondering, you start thinking, this this elderly man is not normal. Because at his age, he's not supposed to be behaving like a 25-year-old. There are certain things which are acceptable, not really acceptable, maybe not good for the Shabab, the younger people, But we understand when we see younger people doing that because of their age, we understand why they are doing what they're doing. But with an elderly man, it becomes difficult to understand why he would do such a thing. If you find a 25-year-old busy chatting with, with women and having illicit affairs, obviously this is haram, it's not acceptable. But everyone understands this age. They would say, well, the the urge is much greater at this age. It's not acceptable, but it's understandable. You understand why he's doing such a thing. But if you see someone 70, 75, also doing the same, shutting up young women, and also trying to have illicit affairs, you start wondering what's, what's wrong with such a man. An elderly man, who makes zina, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not look at him on the day of judgment. Allah is not even going to turn to him. Zina is adultery, illicit, sexual. For a sheikh, by sheikh I don't mean a sheikh in the mosque, I mean an elderly person, an elderly man who does that, Allah is not even going to look at him on the day of judgment because that is embarrassing, to say the least. A young man will be punished for that, but the punishment is not like that of an elderly man who is doing the same. So this young man, Abu Ishaq al biri is telling him to say, you say to me, because I'm older than you, say to me, it's bad enough for a young man to do or to behave like an infant. But it's worse for an elderly man like you, Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri, to do the things of young men like myself. So you may blame me for certain things that I do, but as for you, if you were to do such things, in your case it would be unacceptable because you are much older than me. No. If anyone is supposed to be condemned If anyone should be given advice If anyone should be blamed You should be blamed Not me Why? Because of your age It's unacceptable at, at your age a young man who finds it difficult to, to pray, subhanAllah, it's, it's a bad thing, but it's, it's well-known with, with young men, you know, in their 20s, early 20s, 24, 25, usually they, they, they forget about Salah and so on. I'm not saying it's permissible. It's not permissible. It's haram. It's bad enough. But when you see that from an elderly man, someone who is 75 years old and doesn't want to pray, you, you start wondering, you start thinking, this, this papa, what is he thinking? You find it un, unacceptable. It's simply unacceptable. So, anta you, Abu ishaq, being an old man, but you see, the problem is, when we condemn the younger men, the majority of us do not think about such things. We don't think about our age compared with the age of the person that we are talking to you're supposed to be much more worried about yourself because of your age. The young man, yeah, we're worried about him, but alhamdulillah he's still a young man. Maybe he's going to grow wiser, inshallah. And as he grows wiser, uh, maybe Allah is going to change him. But for you, you have no excuse. You will grow wiser after, after 75. Who would say at the age of 60 or 65, who would say, uh, for me... At the moment i'm still young i'm still waiting to to grow up so that i become wiser and start doing what, what what elderly men are supposed to do when someone has done something bad i think when someone else is being judged the one who's also done something bad should keep quiet all right if they're talking about something bad which somebody else has done if you know yourself to do the same bad thing, then you would keep quiet. But mankind is not like that. We all have lots of mistakes, but we never keep quiet. We never keep quiet. We want to talk about other people's mistakes, which is a big, big mistake in itself. What does it say after that, Sha Suleiman? <laughs> No. You're supposed to be blaming yourself. You're supposed to be busy with yourself and your mistakes. Do not look at other people's uh, mistakes. If a person knows, there is obviously no person who is ma'asum, protected from sin, except Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The rest of us, are sinners. We're supposed to keep quiet and worry about our sins instead of talking about other people. You know, Shaitan plays with us. Shaitan plays with us. You do something good. And then Shaitan tells you, you're, you're a very righteous man. You're a very pious man. You see, you pray every day. You, you fast, you give zakat, and look at, look at these, these sinners around you. The moment you start thinking you are a righteous man and those around you are sinners, just know that is the beginning of your downfall. You know when you're climbing, when you're climbing a tree, you go up higher and higher and higher. When you look down and you think, Whoo! I've climbed so high. You know what happens most of the time? It means you're about to fall down. If you climb high, and then you you look down and think, wow, I've climbed so high, usually that's the beginning of your downfall. Iyaka. Be warned, and I should be warned as well. Don't reach a stage where you start thinking, I'm righteous, and they are sinners, because that day, that will be the beginning of your downfall. You know, usually what happens when you start thinking everyone else is a sinner, you look at them with contempt. You look at them with contempt, and in most cases, you discuss their mistakes. Why doesn't Fulan do such a thing? Why doesn't Fulan come to the masjid? Why doesn't Fulan do such and such? That becomes a problem. That's why in the next bait, maybe uh, uh, two baits after it, he says, "Rajat al-Qahqara. You've come. You, you You're moving backwards. You went like three, four steps forward. And then after that, you start moving backwards and you're staggering. What is wrong with you, Abu Ishaq? You know how you move forward? You move forward by praying, giving zakat, fasting. And then after that, you start talking about those who are not praying. You're moving backwards. To pray is to move forward. To fast is to move forward. To attend a muhadara is to move forward. To read Quran is to move forward. To talk about who didn't pray is to move backwards. To talk about those who didn't fast is to move backwards. To talk about those who, uh, uh, who didn't attend the muhadara is to move backwards. To talk about those who don't read Quran is to move backwards. So you pray and then you talk about those who didn't pray. You fast and then you talk about those who don't fast. You read Qur'an and then talk about those who didn't read Qur'an. You've الْقَهْطَرَ You've moved backwards. You're supposed to be gone. You're supposed to be out of sight. When you pray and you're moving forward, you should be out of sight. We shouldn't see you. But we keep seeing you in the same place. You pray every day, we don't see the progress. We don't see the change. This man prays every day, he fasts every time, but he remains in the same position. What is wrong with him? Because Raja al, he keeps going the same place. He's supposed to be moving backwards. Forget about uh, those, those who are not praying and so on. If you want to give them advice, you can call them privately, Karim, uh, all of us are weak. But I would encourage you to try your level best, insha'Allah, to fast. You see, Ramadan is uh, compulsory, and so on. That's it. Not why doesn't he fast? Why is he smoking in, in Ramadan? Why is he whatever? This is ruju al-qahqara. You are moving backwards. You're supposed to be going. <laughs> نعم شكرًا. If your eyes were to cry, and not cry with tears, but shed blood instead. If you cried, and instead of shedding tears, you started shedding blood. You cry over your sins, and instead of tears, you are shedding blood. He says, still, I can't give you the guarantee that you are saved from the punishment. Crying, you say, Ya Allah, my sins are so many. And you cry, and the crying is not tears, but blood. If you were crying and shedding blood, I wouldn't give you the guarantee that you have escaped Allah's punishment. That is for a person who is crying blood. What about a person who's crying, just tears? Still there is no guarantee. And what about the one who doesn't even care and, and he doesn't cry at all over his sins? I heard someone say, why, why, why was this, this imam crying? saying, oh, you see some people, when he remembers his sins, then he starts crying. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. If you think about your sins... And, and you cry because of your sins, then that is a good thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might forgive you for that. But he is saying here, even if you shed blood, there is no guarantee that you have escaped the punishment. If a person shedding blood has no guarantee of escaping Allah's punishment, what about a person who, who sits as if he did nothing? Our sins are numerous. Our sins are many. And we commit them every day. When we sit down, we're supposed to be crying. Let them laugh little and cry more for themselves. The Messenger sallallahu be upon him) says, If you knew what I know, قليلا, You would laugh very little. And most of the time, you would be crying for yourselves. But the irony is, we do not know what the Messenger of Allah knows. Allah felt pity for us, He protected us. When people scream in their graves, we cannot hear them. We can't. The animals will hear them, but a man will walk through the graveyard and hear nothing. Because if we knew, or if they came back and explained exactly what they found in the in the grave, all of us would lose weight due to the fear of Allah. And you see, man strutting around, no worry in the world. He doesn't cry about his sins. He thinks he's a saint, and he points out other people's uh, sins and their mistakes. نعم. No. Where, where, where do you get the security from? How, how do you feel so secure? Which security? How do you feel so secure that you will be put in your grave as a Muslim? What, what gives you that security? What gives you the guarantee you know when everyone thinks about their death, they think, well, I'll, I'll be buried as a Muslim, they wash my body and so on. وَمَلَّكَ Aman, Who gives you the security that you will be a Muslim when you die? وَمَلَّكَ Aman, What gives you the security that you are going to die a slave of Allah? Have you forgotten that umirta? you You've been commanded by Allah, but you've not followed the command. That in itself is enough for Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to take away your iman before you die malakabil aman what gives you the security Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam atqana lillah no one feared Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala like the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but despite that he used to say Allahumma oh Allah ya muqallibal qulub you turn around the hearts of men thabbit qalbi ala dinik Make my heart firm on this on this religion, and he's the messenger of Allah. And one of us thinks he's a Muslim and he's going to die a Muslim. What gives you that guarantee? Wa anta You've been commanded, and yet you've decided to disobey Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And how many times do we disobey Allah every day? Nam. No you are heavy you're heavy with sin your heart is heavy with sin you know sin makes you feel heavy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa wada'na anka wizrak alladhi anqadha وِزْرَكَ We've taken away your Lord. The sin which is supposed to be on your shoulder. Which is breaking your back. We took it away from you. You are sinless. So that you don't have to walk around with a heavy load of sins. Inna fatahna Allah took away the load from the messengers of Allah the rest of us have to move around with our sins no one can carry the load of, of another person الذين كفروا للذين آمنوا. نحمل وما هم من من شيء إنهم ولا, يحملن مع ولا يوم القيامة عما كانوا The non-believers will say, no, follow us. We're going to carry your Lord. They are liars. They cannot carry your Lord. Your sins, you have to carry them yourself. The irony of this, the irony of the sins is that the more sins you have, the heavier your Lord, the lighter you are in the scale on the day of judgment. When you are put in the scale on the day of judgment, you weigh nothing. The heavier your Lord of sins, the lighter you weigh in the scale on the day of judgment. The messenger (peace be says, a man will be brought on the day of judgment. A big man is brought on the day of judgment. And when he is put in the scale, he is found to weigh less than the wing of a mosquito. How heavy is the wing of a mosquito? And he's put in the scale, he's worth nothing. About Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, when he was sitting on the branch of a tree, and the sahaba radiallahu anhum made fun of his feet, he said, Wallahi, one foot, one of his small feet in the scale on the Day of Judgment is heavier than the mountain of Uhud. Because of what he carries. <laughs> what does he carry? He carries the Quran. And he's heavy indeed on the scale. Someone very big carrying nothing he's put in the scale. Nothing. He weighs nothing. Now i
0: when
1: you see someone involved in sin disobeying allah you feel pity for them when you see someone who doesn't obey allah you feel pity for them he says instead you should be feeling pity for yourself don't don't feel pity for someone else Feel pity for yourself. When someone dies, you feel pity for the person who has died. No, no, no. You should be full of pity for yourself. Don't worry about him. For him, his exam is over, right? It's time for the natija, the the results. You should be more worried about yourself and your exam. Nam. No, then skip it.
0: fa'ita Rabeka Duna Dambin Wana 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 pashaka alahisaba Idanhalata.
1: This this one is scary. It's really scary. He says if you came on the day of judgment. And you don't have a single sin. If you didn't sin, nothing, not a single sin. If you came on the day of judgment and Allah takes you to account, you would fail. On the day of judgment. If you came without a sin, without a single sin, you didn't commit anything. Ya Allah, I committed nothing, no sin whatsoever. So I've come for judgment. And Allah judged you fairly on the day of judgment, you would fail. This comes from the hadith of the Messenger. Manu kisha al al halak If Allah is going to hold you account to account on the day of judgment, even if you have no sins, halak you will fail. Aisha radiallahu anha says, Ya Rasulallah, but Allah says, Faman ya'mal yara, wa man ya'mal yara. If a person did something even as small as an atom, he's going to see it. He says, Ya Aisha, that's simply the exhibition. As for the judgment, if Allah were fairly, we would all fail. Starting with the ni'mah that Allah has given us. Everything he gave us. Even if we didn't sin, just the appreciation of the ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, all of us would go to Jahannam, even if we had no sins. We're not going to Jannah because of our works. It's simply because, The mercy of Allah is closer to those who do good deeds. We do righteous good deeds because Allah's mercy is closer to those who do righteous good deeds. No one is going to Jannah because of his salah. No one is going to Jannah because of his suyam. No one is going to Jannah because of his tahajjud. What you have in ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you is not enough. I mean, you cannot cover it with anything you would do for Allah. Just the ni'mah of, of an eye. Even if you prayed your whole life, your whole life without stop in salah, you can't pay for this pair of eyes. Wallahi, you never would. This is one ni'mah. bikum min Allah. But every ni'mah that you have is from Allah. So even if you lived a life without sin, still on the day of judgment, you would be destroyed. Nan, bima
0: hamalta.
1: Lam Don't think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been unjust to you. If Allah exercises justice, you would still fail. Not because Allah is unjust, but because it's difficult for a man to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked him to do. You know that? That's why the Messenger says, Saddidu wa qaribu. and Allah says, Fear Allah according to your ability. Try, just try your level best. That's all. Allah will reward you for your level best. Allah is not going to reward you for doing exactly as He said because you can't. SubhanAllah, this salah we pray here, if Allah started marking strictly, okay? Each time you think about something else in salah, wrong, 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 wrong. The, 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 the moment you think about Allah, one mark. Uh, you start thinking about something else, zero, 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 zero. How much do you think you would get from, the, from, from this salah? If Allah started marking strictly this salah, how much can we get from this salah? If Salah is 100, some people would get negative 5 because of the bad things which they do in Salah. Would be getting negatives in Salah because of the bad things that we do which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not permitted. Rasulullah says, At well, the moment you say, Allahu Akbar, Allah looks at you. He turns his attention to you. Wants, wants to, to hear what you have to say, your praises and everything. And then the moment you start, you start other things, you start poking your nose, adjusting your topi and so on, Allah, Allah leaves you alone. No, no proper attention. If Allah were to mark our salah, the way it is supposed to be marked, all of us would be destroyed. So the important message here, never ever think you are better than the other people because you aren't. Never think I will go to Jannah because I do what Allah has asked me to do. No, you don't. You do your level best so that you can get closer to Allah's mercy, so that Allah can have mercy on, on you. Otherwise, on the Day of Judgment, it's, it's a matter of mercy. Allah is going to be merciful to us, and he will admit us to paradise by his mercy, not through our works. فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ Fear Allah, According to your ability, try your level best, but don't think you can do it the way Allah wants you to do it. Because on the Day of Judgment, if the judgment were to be the way it is supposed to be, all of us deserve nothing. No one deserves Jannah. I think we can stop here for today. We continue this matin, inshallah, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala next week. Our next mahadara is on Saturday as usual. اقول ما تسمعون واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه فهو هو اهل التقوى واهل المغفره سبحان الله الحمد لله سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله